You are listening to the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network, part of Chops, Kicks and Nearfalls.com. One fall, no time limit. Welcome wrestling fans. Welcome to Curtain Jerk. And as always, I am your host, Jacob Grandi, reporting for WrestlingWithWrestling.com and Dragon Suplex Podcasting Network. That's right, Wrestling With Wrestling on YouTube and WrestlingWithWrestling.com, of course. And check me out on Spotify. Just type in Curtain Jerk in. And that is brought to you by Dragon Suplex Podcasting Network doing big things over there and as always doing big things on wrestlingwithwrestling.com this is kind of an interesting show i did a little mini episode on sunday so i guess this is a little mini episode here coming out thursday night there was no AEW on wednesday night but there's going to be AEW dynamite on saturday night which is kind of cool because that's the same time as nxt takeover 30 so as always, AEW and NXT battling it out for eyeballs, for wrestling fans. So that's pretty cool. I usually like AEW Dynamite more, and I will be watching that live. But it's kind of interesting to see how much do I like AEW Dynamite? How much more do I like AEW Dynamite than NXT? Because this is NXT 30. So we'll see when it comes out, when I rank these matches from worst to first, like I do every Wednesday night, how this does will it pull me in like they're kind of doing i mean nxt uh SummerSlam, the show before SummerSlam has traditionally been the biggest one of the year you know in barclays center i mean sasha and bailey that's all you got to really say those ladies have been killing it on raw and smackdown for years but especially during this last few months and they kicked off it all for NXT TakeOver before SummerSlam. So I wouldn't be surprised if the top three matches this week from when I rank everything from worst to first in the Wednesday Night Wars, but this night, I guess, would be the Saturday Night Wars. But I wouldn't be surprised if the top three matches are NXT. I mean, it is NXT TakeOver 30, Jesus Christ. But that's the little experiment we're going to be doing. We're also going to be talking about SummerSlam. I'm going to be giving you my predictions to SummerSlam right after I rank all of the NXT matches from this Wednesday night, August 19th, 2020, from worst to first. Number five, Dakota Kai defeating Kamiya, just like I always say with the uh, last spot here. Um, It's not designed to be a good match. I mean, it was designed to get Kai over. The action took place after the match. Her and Io got into it. Uh, It's hard to say who I think is going to win this match takeover. It really is. Um, I'm going to have to go with with shit. (laughs) I almost said both names so many times just now thinking about it. But I'm going to go with Dakota Kai. She's been killing it for a long, long time on NXT. Io Shirai has the title. And she's been in NXT a little bit longer, it feels like. I'm not really sure, but she seems like she's done a lot more in NXT than Kai has. So give the belt to Kai and kind of don't rush the move, but uh, move her along to the main roster, Io Shirai, that is. Number four, Shanti and Rhea versus the Robert Stone brand. Mercedes Martinez looked really good. Shotzi looks good every time I see her. She needs to be pushed to the moon just like Cameron Grimes 
And uh, going into number three, the top three, Gargano and Holland. I really enjoyed this match, but then I realized that the neck injury wasn't just built up for TV. They actually edited it. So now, you know, in hindsight, this match is uh, really low for me. But I'm I'm a fan of Holland, even though he dropped Gargano on his neck here. And, of course, I'm a fan of Johnny Wrestling. So it sits at number three. Number two, the six-man tag. I'm really enjoying this Lucha Trio. I mean, in ex- or sorry, the New Day is uh, you know not really being the New Day right now. Only Big E is there. Uh, Forgotten Sons is kind of uh, washed out already. So you need a trio team on the main roster. Why not bring them up with the cruiserweight title? Have Ray and him go up against each other. I think that is a money program. You can even have Ray and Dominic go up against these guys after they get done with Seth Rollins, of course. Number one was the main event. I mean, it set up the the big North American ladder match at NXT TakeOver perfectly, all six guys spilling out. And it also set up Thatcher versus Finn, which is, you know, in very, very intriguing to me. I love Timothy Thatcher to see him go up against Finn Balor. That is a money feud for him. That is a feud that will... Uh, Kind of define him in NXT. I think you can heat him up with that. Have him go up against Cameron Grimes, who I think is going to win the NXT title, NXT North American title, that is, at TakeOver. And I think that Keith Lee is going to keep the world title. I know money is in the chase with the face, but it's just not time for Killian Cross. This is, I think... A feud with legs. You can keep this kind of going here, and maybe eventually Cross gets the title off of Keith Lee, but not this time. But this is a big, big weekend for wrestling. Not only is AEW Dynamite on Saturday, TakeOver 30 on Saturday. Of course, SummerSlam is Sunday, but there is a shit ton of indie shows. I feel like indie wrestling is finally back. It's, you know, stretched out his legs a little bit. There's two GCW shows, one Beyond show. We're going to talk about that on the show that drops August 27th. I'm going to throw up this episode Monday morning talking about AEW NXT. SummerSlam, of course, New Japan Strong, and Black Label Pro. They're a company out of Indiana, and they have a two-pack shows. One show features Gangrel and Chris Masters, so that's going to be pretty interesting to watch in 2020. They're a company out of Indiana, and Indiana's been a uh, hotbed for wrestling this summer with all the GCW shows. So it's cool to see, you know, hometown promotion of Indianapolis kind of uh, showcase what they can do. But, I mean, as everyone knows, this is freaking SummerSlam weekend. And here on Curtain Jerkin, we're going to drop that show on Monday morning. So I'm going to, you know, give you a very detailed review of the first match, and then I'm going to rank every match from worst to first on the SummerSlam card, because why the hell not? Let me give you guys some predictions right now. I'm going to start with the undercard and work my way up. We have Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose in a hair versus hair match. I predict Mandy Rose loses, and as Sonya Deville has got the Clippers, she's going to run up and then... Otis will push Mandy out the way and have his beard shaven, and that's what's going to happen. That's the big thing. I feel like the Mandy Rose-Sonya Deville feud with Otis would have been a big, big 
deal and a really cool feud that just like it was at the beginning of all this if they kept that one rider in i forget her name but she apparently killed it it was her brainchild they let her go she got furloughed with all the names they got furloughed earlier in the pandemic and since then this feud's done nothing for me so i would bring her back and i would shave otis's beard in this matchup somehow with sonia deville and then you could have uh mandy get revenge on sonia at the next pay-per-view payback with mandy rose beating sonia in just a straight-up match or maybe like a hardcore match or something like that to end the feud the united states championship apollo cruz versus mvp mvp is you know not even the biggest deal of his own faction so i can't see him um beating apollo cruz here raw tag team championships the street profits versus andrade and angel they gotta put it on andrade and angel the street profits won at wrestlemania they had their big moment but since then they've been doing not shit getting their drinks roofied and dancing around with a bunch of vikings it's kind of ridiculous andrade and angel have been killing it this whole time and they deserve this championship match they deserve the titles god damn it seth rollins versus dominic mysterio i'm saying seth rollins wins because samoa joe turns on dominic and then that goes into a feud with dominic and ray teaming up against seth and joe SmackDown Women's Championship match, Bailey versus Asuka. Uh, I mean, and then Sasha versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title. So I can see, uh, you can't, maybe, uh, whichever one's first, Asuka's going to win that title and then lose the second title. So I would say, yeah, she's going to beat Bailey. And lose to Sasha because of Bailey. And then you have Asuka Bailey at payback. I, I don't know. This is convoluted as hell. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a normal ass match. What we all wanted instead of that swamp match debacle. I hope Braun Strowman wins. He's from North Carolina, and that's all you need to have to get over with me. WWE Championship match, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Uh, I mean, I still think it feels fresh with Drew having this title. He's worked. I, I, I've, I've seen him do it. He, I saw him be the chosen one. I saw him in the three-man band. I saw him in Evolve. I saw him in Impact. And Randy Orton to have his 14th or 15th title reign doesn't mean shit. Um... I want to see it still on Drew. Maybe Survivor Series put it on Randy and then have Randy versus Drew at Royal Rumble or uh, WrestleMania next year or something like that. But right now, it still feels good to have it on Drew. You want to put these champions over. They won with no crowd. You're super close to having a crowd. It's going to feel like they won it all over again once they come out with that crowd. So you're, you know... You're in the Amway Center. You're in an actual arena. You're getting super close to having a crowd. I think they're going to do kind of like the NBA does, having the Zoom calls in the Thunderdome kind of a thing. So now is kind of a recrowning of these two champions, Braun and Drew, in my opinion. The first time we were able to hear 
an organic reaction or maybe see an organic reaction. I think they're going to pipe in noise. I don't know. I'm pretty interested in the Thunderdome more than I am this card, to be honest. But here is the main event of Curtin Jerkin. That is WWE main event. Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon calling the action. Start things off hot with a match. Bianca Belair versus Billy Kay with Peyton Royce. Neck and neck in the early going. Pinned by Billy. Pinned by Bianca. Bianca starts, you know, mocking the Iconics and way doing their pose. That's when Peyton jumps on the apron, distracts. Billy Kay takes advantage. One count, Bianca says no. Billy stays on her. Kay stretching her out a little bit. Bianca breaks free, lands some strikes, hits some forearms, hits a dropkick, standing moonsault, lethal combination like, you know, back handspring off the ropes. So sick. One, two, Billy kicks out, KOD, one, two, three, Bianca Belair wins the match. Solid little opener here. Bianca Belair is really, really sick in the ring. Um, I want to see her. I mean, it sucks that we see her so much here on main event. I want to see her on the highlights of Raw up there with Sasha and Bailey Coming out dancing with Angela Dawkins, I want to see the nine. She's great. She's great. Alexa Bliss, sit-down interview. This was really good. One thing that the WWE does better than anybody else are these video packages, these highlights. That's something that the WWE does better than any other wrestling company right now, hands down. And that's what I enjoy about them. So if you watch main event, you get a lot more of that. A lot more of the body of the show are these cool video packages hyping up the big shows, which Big Fight Feel is another thing, I think. Uh, well, other than New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE does better than anybody else. This feud is bizarre. Uh, there was a double turn. Uh, I wasn't into it when I was hearing about it, but now that I'm seeing these highlight packages, I kind of was into this feud. I like it better in highlight form. Uh, Braun and Alexa were friends for years here. It goes all the way through it until Braun's promo on SmackDown. Great delivery here. It was just like, just ferocious, just like you would think he would talk. And uh, Alexa comes out, tries to smack some sense into him, physically bitch slaps him multiple times. Braun picks her up, tries to get the Fiend out. It looks like the Fiend is coming. He throws her in the air. It looks like she probably landed on a crash pad if we're breaking the fourth wall. And then uh, the lights went dark. They came on. Braun was gone. Fiend was in the ring. A lot of editing. Um, uh, it's you know it's cool in highlight form. I think it would come across really odd and long if I was watching it on Friday nights. Then we go over the Rollins versus Dominic feud. This is a match that I'm most excited for seeing, as I've probably told you guys. Um, you know, it goes over Murphy and Rollins attacking Dominic with Singapore Canes last week. Now this week, Ray calls out Seth Rollins, gets him down there, only to sneak attack Rollins and Murphy from behind with the cane. They beat up Rollins just like Rollins beat Dominic up last week. Super cool pro wrestling here, and I'm excited for this match. Ray, of course, is in Dominic's corner. They set that up real well, and Murphy, of course, is in Rollins' corner. This is a SummerSlam match for the ages here. The reason I'm tuning into SummerSlam is this match. The reason I tuned in to 205 Live for years and actually did a show on Wrestling with Wrestling 
about 205 Live was because of great wrestlers like Buddy Murphy and Humberto Carrillo, who actually were the main event of main event this week, trading head scissors back and forth, Murphy landing a shoulder tackle, Humberto landing a flying head scissors, big arm dragon dropkick, sending Murphy to the floor. But then we come back after break and Murphy's in control, wearing down Carrillo. Carrillo goes to the outside. Murphy goes after him, slams him on the apron, gets him in. One, two, no. Carrillo lands some strikes, lands a flying forearm. One, two, Murphy kicks out, goes for a moonsault, nobody home, eats a big running knee from Buddy Murphy. One, two, three. Buddy Murphy, the former Cruiserweight champion, gets the win on main event this week. Was a solid little match. Too short, in my opinion. Maybe they should have cut out a few highlights and had them go a little longer. Highlights were good, just like I was saying. This retribution stuff, not really my cup of tea. Um, I mean, I, I was around for Nexus, I was around for NWO. Uh, my system has been shocked in NXT for the past few years, so I don't really see how this group is going to be different in the long run. But this video package made it look cool. I enjoy the video package, and I think WWE does the best. I mean, you, you got to give it to them as far as video packages. And then we had Shawn Michaels out there trying to talk some sense into Randy Orton. Randy Orton wasn't out there. He was just cutting a promo to the camera. And then when his music played out of nowhere, RKO, Randy Orton strikes again, punts his head off. And then Drew McIntyre comes out, chases Orton away. And then as he, as Drew McIntyre is helping Shawn Michaels, Randy comes back in and hits an RKO. I think that just face turned Randy Orton for me. I love how he just rope-a-doped Drew McIntyre in to hit the RKO. If this was in front of a crowd, they would be going nuts right now. I think, I mean, the RKO is a classic move at this point. The out-of-nowhere concept is super over. It kind of uh, transcended wrestling for a little bit there with all the memes. I think if this was in front of a crowd, they would have started cheering for Randy Orton. That's one thing that uh, is WWE's taking advantage of. They are sticking with their long-term plans and not letting uh, the crowds affect them because there is no crowds. There you guys have it. This is Curtin Jerkin. I am Jacob Grandi. As always, fly high. I'm out.